they were his friends. They had hung out with me, him so many times before. They had seen all the miracles that were with him when he cursed the fig tree. Some of them were with him on Mount Transfiguration where they saw the heavens opened over him. They've seen him open the blind eyes, cure leprosy, raise the dead. Um, pretty much done many things, you know, stand up to the the elders of the day and all of that, the disciples saw that they knew it was no ordinary person. And then came that day that he turns the table around and asks them, who do men think or say that I am? Of course, they answered the way they knew how to. Some said John the Baptist, the others said Jeremiah the prophet. And then he looks at them straight up and said, who do you think that I, the son of man, am? Hi, dear. This is Anne Ajadi with Dear Anne. And this is the Walk With Me series. We've been looking at the identity question. We've been answering all kinds of questions that has to do with identity. Today, we're going to continue to answer the identity question. And we, like Jesus did, we're going to turn the tables on ourselves. So, continuing from that story that came before the intro, who do men say that I am? And that because if you don't know who God is, if you don't know who Jesus is, you will never find yourself. When Jesus asked the question of his disciples, their response was, some say you are Elias. Some others say that you are Jeremiah the prophet. Only Peter answered correctly. He said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus in turn replied, Peter to say, Simon, son of Barjona, this revelation, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. What's the point? The point is until you know who God is, you are never going to know who you are. Until you find God, until you locate God, you find the person of God, not know about God, know God. You will never know who you are. Isaiah the prophet, when he started his ministry, all his ministry was about was woe and doom. All he was doing was telling people how they were coming down until that day came because a day had to come. When he dated it, he said, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. There is always that time that the question is posed to you and you have to answer the question. Until that day that Isaiah saw who God was, he saw God as holy, he saw God as light, he saw God in his majesty, he saw God surrounded by the cherubims and the seraphims, the angels and the archangels, and he saw that everybody revered God, every created being, every being in the presence of God, revered God, and in God's presence was light. The Bible records that Isaiah saw himself as unclean. He said, woe is me. Before it was about all the other people that were, that woe had to be. But when he saw who God was, he saw himself and he saw that he was a man of unclean lips that dwelt amongst unclean people. And before he left, his identity was revealed because the Bible says right there, God said, who shall we send? 
Isaiah was able to present himself because now he knew himself. And from then onwards, his ministry took another turn. He was now preaching the message of hope. Now, my dear friend, life is going to ask you the question, who are you? Have you ever been in a situation where somebody in introducing yourselves, they introduce and say, hi, I'm so-and-so person, MD, CEO of so-and-so place or that. We introduce ourselves when we don't know who we are as per what we do, our pedigree and all of that. We are quick to reel out where we have been or where we think we're going. But the question that life asks you on a daily basis is, who are you? The Bible says that the earnest creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Does it mean that the earth does not exist? It says that the earth is rumbling and waiting for a certain crop of people, the crop of people that know themselves, that know who they are in Christ. Who are you? And as I ask you the question today, my dear friend, who are you? Let me answer, be the first to answer that question. I am Anne, full of grace, God's own handmaiden, created for good works. I'm created first to worship God, to bring God pleasure, to fellowship with God, and to show my world what God looks like. And that I do by helping priests to discover or reclaim their God-given assignment. I push you into what you are supposed to be. I am the voice to the voiceless. I get my identity in Christ. Christ came to redeem men, to reconcile men to God. I came to do that which God has given me grace to do, to give you a voice, to tell you that you matter in the matter, to tell you that God has created, he created you in his image and he wants the world to see him through you and to tell you that you have something that is uniquely you that the world is waiting for. Now, because I have found my own, what we call now purpose, my own identity, it is not about what I do or where I've been. It is about who I am and who I am is found in Christ, in God. I am chosen. I am elect. I'm God's very own. I am light. I am salt. I am a rare breed, a a peculiar nation. I am full of grace, God's honorable vessel, a vessel that is meat, prepared and meat for the master's use. I am a living sacrifice placed on the altar, ready to serve my God. I have come to do God's will for my life. I have come not to run my own agenda, but to run his own agenda. And he has shown me the specific area that he wants me to run his agenda on. I am of God. I am found in God. My identity is found in Christ Jesus. He gave me life and my life is in turn given back to him and to his service. I am the one that has laid down my life so that people can see God through me. I am that one that is here to showcase the praises of him who has called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. 
Would I achieve things in the process? The answer is yes, but the achievements are not what we brandish. The Bible says concerning the elders before the throne, it says they cast their crowns before the throne, meaning that my achievement, my crowns is not what qualifies me. What qualifies me is the blood of Jesus, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. It is that sacrifice and my part, my Lord, my discovery, my place in him that gives me a voice for the voiceless, that gives me a place with the priests of God in the land. Is that that death, that sacrifice that gives me a place to stand on. So I stand because he gave me legs. I speak because he gave me voice. I do what I need to do because he enabled me. I am that voice. And as life asks me questions, who am I? I am quick to answer. I am bold to answer. I am bold to answer that I have been anointed to bring the good news to the poor, to open the blind eyes, to, to raise the lame, to cure the leper, to deliver the oppressed. I am anointed. I am chosen. I am of God. I'm a tree. I'm a tree planted by the waters that brings forth his fruit in its season. Who am I? I am God's own. God's very own handmaiden, full of grace, highly favored. The one that grows in favor and in grace with God, has favor with God and with men. I am of God. I am born of God. Life asks me, who am I? I reply, I am God's very own. God's own created unto good works, meat for the master's use, a vessel unto honor, full of grace. I stay in a big man's house because I have been polished refined, prepared for God to use. I am that one that the world is waiting for. I know who I am. I know who I am. Favored, blessed, fortunate, happy, full of God's spirit. My identity is found in Christ. Now, my friend, you need to find your identity and you can find it in the word of God, he already wrote you a love letter. And in that love letter, all he does is he introduces himself. And in discovering him, you will discover yourself. And you will discover your place in him. Because the Bible says concerning him, he says, the, is, Jesus said, I am the vine and you are the branches. My father is the vine dresser. When you find him, you find your space. You find your spot as a branch of the tree. As a light-giving tree, the one that calls himself the truth, the way, the under life. When you find him, you find life. When you find him, you know truth. When you find him, you know the way. You know what you're about. You know what your purpose is. And what the tragedy of not knowing where you are, what you're about and who you are is that you will follow any wind. And my, my admonition to you, my my words to you today my dear friend is find yourself in him if you find yourself in him when someone comes to you and they try to sell you on their own path you know what you're about nehemiah was building he was repairing the wall and when sambalat and tobias came to distract them they replied 
the naysayers to say, you have no part or lot in this. My dear friend, who are you? That's the question that the mountains before you are asking. That is the question that the valleys before you are asking. And that is the question that all the crooked, crooked places in your life is asking. Remember, the Bible says that the NS creation is waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. The life is not waiting for children, it's waiting for sons because it's only sons that know what their father's heart is. It's only sons that keep their father's secret. It's only sons that know the mysteries of the kingdom. Children drink milk, sons eat meat and crack bones. My dear friend, who are you? Is a question that we're still trying to answer. Do you know who you are? Do you know where you're headed? The Bible says that we came from God and to God we must return. If you are still breathing, there is a part of you that is eternal in nature. And that eternal nature is called your spirit. The spirit of God gave you life. You, when you die, you will return to God. The, the tragedy will be that if you live through this earth and you do not discover who you are and what you are about, you are going to meet not with the happy face of god you are going to be me- you are going to meet with the wrath of god and you are going to be given a spot with the fallen angels now that does not need to happen to you because the bible already is replete with opportunities for you to discover or recover or be restored just in case you first found it and you gave it up there's always another way way back home the word says that if you are sheep, you will hear him. And I do think that even if you have not heard him before, my voice, the voice that you hear behind my voice is the voice asking you, who are you? Is actually calling you back to say, come back home, girl. Come back home, guy. Because you are of God. You are of God. The Bible says when you discover who you are, it is not yet revealed what God will do with you. The Bible says it has not been kept in the hearts of man. It cannot be in the imagination of man what God will do with you. I tell you something. Outside of God, you are at the mercy of all the winds and the doctrines that are going all over the place. And they will push you. That is the reason you are frustrated. That is the reason that you are confused. Because maybe you have been following all kinds of doctrines. You have been, all kinds of winds have been blowing you. But the day you discover who you are and what you are about, the day you know exactly what he made you. The Bible says he fearfully, he made you fearfully and wonderfully. In other words, he, he kept, he took great care in forming you. You are that important. Do not die ordinary. You are made for a lot more than you see right now. There is no telling what your future is. The word says that I know the thoughts that I have towards you. They are good thoughts and not evil to give you a future and to give you a hope. You can only get that hope inside Christ. And it is in discovering your identity in him and your part in the Lord. The Bible tells us that there was a record. There were times when they took records and when people's names were not found, they were cast aside. I say to you today, even as you hear the voice behind the voice, that they're calling you because they invested in you and they want you to come back home. As God's child, as God's chosen, as the one that the blood was shed to bring you back to the Father. 
Why are they bringing you back so that you can worship, so that you can fellowship, and so that you can manifest that which God has deposited in you? I tell you again, you matter in the matter. God wants you. You are that important for Jesus to leave the throne, take on humanity, just so he can bring you back to God. You are that important. Your identity is found in him and in no one else. And it is in discovering who he is that you discover yourself. I pray, my dear friend, that today, if you haven't yet discovered who you are, and you haven't yet answered that question, may today be that day that you would answer the question and it will be clear to you that your identity is found in no other but in Christ Jesus and Christ himself in God. And you were created unto good works. Do not lend yourself to the devil. Do not be a pawn in the devil's hand. Do not be a weapon of offense. Do not be that one that they will cast away in that day because there is a day that is coming when God in Christ will come back for his very own. And when he comes, will he find you where he put you, doing that which he created you to do, not occupying space, not taking on another man's role. I pray, my friend, that as you go through life today, that you would indeed, indeed, Come to terms with that for which God created you. The reason he kept you alive, the reason you saw today, the reason you are going to see tomorrow. My dear, come to terms with it. Remember, the earnest creation is waiting for you to manifest. You are the one we are waiting for. You matter in the matter. Just before I close, I want to remind you. That Anne Ajadi has written quite a number of books and all of them are available on Amazon. I tell you, Walk With Me in the Footsteps of Jesus brings you into a closer work with God. Strength for the Journey identifies that the journey of life can sometimes be tough and you need strength. So he provides, he equips you to walk through life. Navigating the nice seasons agrees that sometimes the, the road will be dark and slippery. And that book is there to equip you for such times. Heart matters, life matters. Recognizes that you live life on a daily basis and you need wisdom on a daily basis to go through life. So, it prepares you. Bible says that we we are we live on a daily. Daily, God loads us with His benefits. His His goodness is new. His mercies are new. So every day there is a new mercy for you to to utilize to live your life. Prayer works. Agrees that you will need to communicate with God and equips you for all the various ways that you can communicate with God and walking the way of the cross takes you back to the cross of Calvary, the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus and why you are that important in the scheme of things. I say to you, please avail yourself of any of these books. They will bless you because they did bless me. They were inspired. I can tell you that for free. They were inspired. And after you have done that, will you please subscribe to this podcast? Let's spread the word of Christ. Let's, let's give you a voice. I tell you, life is waiting for you. And you better 
face life very well equipped. So please subscribe. Let's share. Let's 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 talk about God and His provision for you and I to help us to live our lives. So subscribe, invite a friend, send this to as many people as you know that they will bless. Until I come again, we will come back on this way. We will answer some more identity questions. Until then, my dear friend, I say to you, I love you. But you know what? God loves you more. Have a good, good day. God bless you.